Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the start line by a first-generation Italian-American who was named one of the most influential business leaders in Colorado. His father urged him, on his deathbed, to tell our story. So he did, in Cobblestone's Conversations and Quirks. We welcome founding and managing partner of Berg, Hill, Greenleaf, and Ruschetti, author Giovanni Ruschetti. Thank you, Sean. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely great, Giovanni. Let's go beyond the mic. What did you think your family's heritage was before and after your father urged you to tell our story? You know, I grew up with this identity of being Italian-American with, you know, my name, obviously, and my parents are immigrants, and having all these experiences of doing things that Americans didn't do, like learning how to make wine and prosciutto and cheese and stuff like that. But I didn't really understand a lot of my father's stories about where he was from, how he grew up, how World War II impacted him, until I went to Italy for the first time in my life when I was 46 um, in 2013. And a lot of his stories, Sean, came to life at that time. And they all of a sudden had context. And I was able to now relate to the things he told me, simple things like, you know, how they would have to chop wood at age 10 and take it down six or seven miles to the next town and, and sell it for either the things that they needed back in their little town or for money. And then they would have a sandwich and a glass of wine. He was 10, mind you. And then they would have to walk back. None of those stories really meant much to me until I was there. And then all of a sudden I had this true appreciation and sense for who he was and, and my heritage and, and the culture. And, and they, uh, they were something that wasn't just now where my family was from, but it was part of my identity. And we all have stories like that. It's just, you know, how do you get to them? And for me, it was being able to experience these things with him. How has visiting Consano changed you and your family? Yeah, for sure. And um, I took two of my three kids on that trip of my son Donato, my daughter Isabella, my other son Dante couldn't join, but he was able to come a few years later. But they, you know, when you have a story like this, when you, when you write a, a memoir about someone else, which I did here with my father, it, it also, this book's about them because what my dad passed on to me, he also passed on to them. And, you know, little messages and themes that he used to give, like you can do it was one of his central themes. You know, he, he used to say, Hey, if I can do it as an Italian immigrant with nothing, shirt on my back, no education, you guys can do it. And when they went to his hometown, after also hearing all these stories, they were able to appreciate it and, and really appreciate him in ways that they couldn't before or really understand before he passed. But for me and my father, the way it, it changed our relationship was, you know, a lot of father-son relationships are challenging, and this, this book is, is really a, a story about a father-and-son relationship, but, and then a love story in that regard. There were times when we didn't spend a lot of time together, but as I hit my 40s and, and he hit his 70s, he kind of softened in a lot of ways, and we both learned who we were, but this trip really brought, a, brought us close together, and we did the trip together one more time, but I was able to communicate with him and hear him in ways that I couldn't before. And it made our, our relationship and bond very strong. And, and why I was really honored to have the opportunity to tell the story. As you noted in the intro, he asked me to tell the story. I never thought I could because I'm a practicing attorney and very busy. And But when I actually sat down to write it, uh, it was inspiring to write. And then the feedback I've gotten is it was a very inspiring story for lots of people. So a, a fun experience in every, in every way. How is 
the last couple of years been after the loss of your sister, Rena, and your father? Well, you know, I, I hadn't really experienced loss that close to me before. I, you know, I lost my grandparents. Um, but losing my oldest sister, Rena, and then a few months later, losing my dad, and then a few months after that, losing his brother, Pietro, who was his oldest brother, who still lived in Consano. Those kind of moments change you, right? You know, when you lose close family members. And for me, Sean, it made me really understand that you have, when you're, when you're healthy, and when those who are your loved ones and your friends who are healthy, enjoy those moments. Live in the moment. Enjoy each other. Enjoy community. Be, be together. Share stories. Share a meal. Share a glass of wine. And so how it changed me was a true appreciation for living in the moment. And, you know, we, we, often, we often lose sight of that in our transactional society that we live in. But I was lucky. I was able to spend a lot of time with my dad before he passed. Um, for my sister, you know, she passed way, way too early. She was, she was only 56. It was, it was far too young. Author of Cobblestones, Conversations, and Quirks, Giovanni Ruschetti joins us beyond the mic, and it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Giovanni, there's no pressure. Okay, I'm ready for it. Where's your favorite place in Consano? Favorite place in Consano is uh, the Piazza. The Piazza is this beautiful little place where there's a couple bars and restaurants and the, the town monument. And it's, uh, man, it's so enchanting. It's just a place where I feel at home. Which was harder, preparing for the bar exam or writing the book? Ah, uh, you know, I said if I didn't pass the bar the first time, I was never going to take the test again. I passed the first time, thankfully, 30 years ago. Um, you know, writing the book, I, I didn't set out to write a book. I set out to honor a promise to my dad. It became challenging at times. I write like a lawyer, right? I don't write like a writer. And I'll tell you, when when it, it got picked up by a publisher and went through the editing round, the editor, his very first comment to the first sentence, he sent it back to me and said, this is cliche. That was kind of... Um, humbling in many ways. I would say writing the book because it was a very personal story. And you asked a question about my sister, Rena, and my dad, um, you know, telling those stories were, were emotional, but th- this is really an inspiring story. I want people to take from my dad's life, my parents' life and their, their immigrant story, all that goodness, what he shared with everybody. He was one of those guys who, you know, if you and I were friends, Sean, you would become better friends with him than me. You know, he just became friends with everybody. He was, he was every man's man, and uh, he could hang out with the CEO of a company and also the custodian of the company. He was a good guy. What's your favorite Italian dish? Had it last night, polenta with some mushrooms and sausage, piece of lamb, and a nice Barolo. What's one thing you want to change in the world? You know, what, one of the things as I look at my life right now, I'm, I'm 55, and I've been blessed with a very rewarding and successful legal career. I, I like talking to people about how to find their gift. And then the greatest gift that we all have is to give your gift to other people. So I love mentoring, teaching people, talking to them about ways that they can improve their own lives, which then can help them improve others. So I'm going to continue being a lawyer. I love being a lawyer. It's who I am and what I do from a career perspective. But I want to go out and share some of my experiences, my family's experiences, and see if they touch others. What's your favorite Italian wine? Yeah, I love Barolo. Uh, so any 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 Nebbiolo grape. I don't know if you're a wine guy, but uh, Barolos or Barbarescos. I have lots of favorite uh, producers. I love Cavallato and Paolo Scavino and 
They're two of my favorites, uh, Vira that I'm drinking a lot of right now. In fact, I just filled my wine cellar. I bought a lot of a lot of new wines. I love uh, Tuscan wines. So I love Sangioveses. I also like French wines. I like I love white Burgundy and red Burgundies and uh, Bordeaux. So I'm not a huge fan of, of cabs and those types of things, but I love the more traditional style of wines from Italy and France. How similar are you to your younger self? And how did this experience going to Italy change you? Remarkably, Sean, I've come kind of full circle. I'm more like my younger self than I was uh, during those middle years of my life because I spent so much time now on things that matter more, family, heritage. I'm going going back to Italy in a couple weeks to spend time with family and to see uh, Consano again. So I, I would say, in many respects, the, the things that were taught and, and that my parents really focused on when we were kids are more of the things that I'm focusing on now, ironically enough. It's amazing how that happened. What's the longest ride you've taken on a bike? Uh, I actually haven't done a big bike tour in Italy yet. Uh, my son Donato wants to do one next summer. I bike a lot here in the States. But I, we haven't done a big bike trip to Italy yet. It's, it's going. It's on my to-do list. It's a. It's. It's a definitely a bucket list item. We're going to do that. You know, the Giro went through uh, the big bike, big Italian bike race went through Canzano, where my family's from, a couple of years ago. And I think it's probably going to go through there again this year. So, I'd like to replicate you know part of that ride through Abruzzo. Are you a fan of naps yet? Oh, you know, it was nothing that was ever allowed. I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, you know. My, my my dad. One of the one of the things he did was, I mean, we were always working, and uh, I, I did that as a young as a youngster. But uh, now, yeah, I like my little five or ten minute nap. Pick me up in the afternoon. I don't mind that. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app. Author of Cobblestones, Conversations, and Gorks, Giovanni Ruschetti joins us beyond the mic. It's time for the Mac Half. In this book, your uncle says, they don't buy lamb or cheese for me, but that's okay. He goes up, introduces himself, and offers to bring them cheese, the best pecorino cheese in the valley. How do relationships in Italy seem to have more significance than in the U.S.? It's an amazing cultural and lifestyle thing. I think that people there really value relationships. Not that we don't here. I mean, obviously, you know, I don't want to stereotype things, but there so much is based on people, their relationships, communicating with each other. And I talk a lot about in the book about the things like La Passaggiata. Just watching that phenomenon happen is an amazing thing. I'm really looking forward to seeing it again in a couple of weeks. But just, you know, like my uncle, he he had this charm about him, and he would he he wanted to have people appreciate what he was creating, and they were they're all that way. And you know, I, this is especially true for the smaller towns, uh, you know, Milan and Florence and Rome and the bigger cities. Uh, they're big cities, but when you go to these smaller communities, it's all about the people and what they produce, and they produce their own it's truly farm to table kind of communities and everyone is so proud of what they do and i think that's something that i'd love to see more of that here in the united states we see some of it of course but i'd love to see more of it giovanni what's the one story of your life that you want your kids to know that changed you 
into the man you are today? Well, that's a good question. You know, I think the, the one thing that has framed me the most is really watching my, my father and my grandfather and my mother, you know, just the, the people that, that were the immigrants that came over in the 50s and 60s, how hard they worked, how much they appreciated and were grateful for the things that they had. They didn't have a lot. You know, in the book I talk about that one, it was a Christmas and I don't know the exact year. It was like maybe 1975. My dad was working three jobs and this was right before all of the hard work that he was putting in really started to pay off. And this is a story that many families can relate to. And this is why I think the book, a lot of people connect with. My dad had this little, it was a pink plastic piggy bank that had a bunch of coins in it. And I remember very distinctly, we, me and my three sisters and my mom and dad sat around the kitchen table. They cut it open, like $35 of coins fell out. And my dad told my mom in Italian, okay, this is what we have for, for Christmas this year, for all the food and the gifts. And, you know, that's obviously poverty level, but we didn't know it. And that was because my parents were so grateful for everything that they had. And gratitude is the one thing that I think we all can, if there's one thing that we could all focus on more, it's gratitude. Appreciate what you have and what you don't have. And I'm a big believer, the more grateful you are, the more you're going to have to be grateful for. And that came from indirectly, I didn't, you know, my dad was teaching those lessons without using the same kind of words that I did. So gratitude is definitely the one thing. They, they, they appreciated everything they had and they worked for it. We take so much, we have so much more here, right? <laughs> uh, we take so much for granted. And, you know, since, uh, since I last spoke to you, Sean, I, I've been contacted by so many people across the world now who've read the book that had little things like the story I just told you touch them. And so it's been uh, a remarkable experience. I've really enjoyed the process. It's time for one big question with the author of Cobblestones, Conversations, and Corks, Giovanni Rochetti, Beyond the Mic. If you could have one more moment with Rena and your father, what would you want to do with each of them? It's a deep question. And part, part of my brain is taking me through superficial things of things that we would do and where we would go. But honestly, I, I would love to just sit down with both of them, have a nice meal, nice glass of wine, and just, you know, talk about all of the wonderful times that we had together. Uh, because life is sweet. And, you know, I, I could take my dad fly fishing again. I'd love to go play cards with him again and play and, you know, do those kinds of things. And, but really, it's just, I'd love to have one more moment to sit down and just share another meal, a glass of wine with them. I, I fully believe they're both sitting down watching the, the success of the book, which is doing amazing right now. Number one bestseller on a number of Amazon lists. But uh, I'd love to have that moment here with them in person. And so, so they can see the book actually come to life and their stories come to life. I'm an archivist of stories. Every conversation I have on this series is a archive of what people were feeling. And your story is so deep and so meaningful. And from, from a brother who lost his sister, the loss of Rena touched me all over again because I lost my sister to cancer when she was 19. So it was, it was a very relatable story to me. 
I'll, I'll tell you one one story. A, a lady reached out to me from Perth, Australia, who I didn't know her. Um, her family's from the same small town in, in central Italy. And there's a story in the book where I write about a, a little boy who was blown up during World War II when he went to pick up a, what he thought was a toy that had been dropped by um, by an airplane. And it was actually a bomb and, and it killed him. And she she wrote me and said, that was my great uncle. Um, he was, and, and she had heard the stories from her family, but it would have been, you know, her great uncle who by now would be, you know, probably in his probably 85 or 86 years old. And it's just amazing how that little story that my mom had shared with me about something she saw touched somebody in Perth. Just an amazing story. Amazing story. He feels at home at the Piazza in Consano, loves mentoring and wants you to read Cobblestones, Conversations, and Corks. Author Giovanni Rochetti, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks, Sean. I really appreciate it. Those are great questions, by the way. No one else has asked me questions like that. I loved it. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.